You are Locked On Padres. Your daily San Diego Padres podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Lockdown Padres Podcast, which is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day for Saturday, January 9th. My name, of course, as always, your host, sometimes with the most, Javier Reyes of this year Lockdown Padres Podcast. Check out and follow the Twitter page for the show, which is at LO underscore Padres. Or my personal account, which is at Javapeno, which is spelled J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O. If you feel so inclined, please hit me up on there with any questions, comments, or concerns you might have, and I'll get back to you and maybe even get back to you on the show. Still planning on doing a mailbag for this whole new year of 2021. And let me tell you, this year of 2021 has not um, necessarily had its finer moments this week. Uh, You know, I'm going to talk about this for a little bit, and I just want to say, you know, I understand people who are looking for an escape. I am going to do that on today's episode. It's a really good one with David uh, Drogemeyer of Locked On Chargers. Really recommend that. If you don't want to hear me just rife for just a tiny bit, I understand you can skip ahead in the podcast. That will not offend me in any way. So now is your cue to do that. But I just wanted to say, um, you know, the events of this week, it's, I don't necessarily have anything profound or overly interesting or insightful to say that hasn't been said already I think a lot of ways I'm a very optimistic person when it comes to the world I really do believe in humanity Um, but I also recognize that that is a very privileged position to be in I have not had the hardest of life in the world I have not seen the absolute worst that humanity has to offer I have not been totally dissuaded from you know believing I guess Um, I've certainly had my my dark uh kind of sides of life I've seen I think everyone at this age that I am at which is 24 begins to start seeing those sides of life but still it is definitely a place of privilege and I have to admit even in that optimistic viewpoint I have uh this is a bad week and I don't want to get to the point where I start totally pointing fingers all the time. Um, I don't like to talk about politics too much on this podcast in a way that's super serious and almost preachy because I think uh, if you like follow my Twitter account, you probably know what my politics are. Um, And I really think this was a good example of this week being, I was full of a lot of rage and I wasn't happy with my thoughts. You know, I was not happy with the thoughts and the things I wanted to happen this week. We don't have to go into what exactly I was thinking. But, you know, a violent mob insurrection of the government, um, and as a person of color, I'm Hispanic. You know, it's not nearly the same as black people and other minority groups, for sure, in my case. But I can definitely at least share a little bit of the sentiment, which is, Watching that as a person who's a minority, you definitely, you see what this country thinks of you um, in a lot of ways. Not necessarily the people in it, but the country and how it's currently constructed, the people who are in charge, you see the privilege that people have over you and the total disregard for your life 
um, and that you start to believe and think that there's a large portion of this country that would not mind to just see me and other people dead. Um, there's just no way to sugarcoat it. And they that's just how the world works. Um, and I think the people that I was arguably the most upset with this week are the, believe it or not, the moderate type of people um, on, on both sides, actually, in this case. For once, both sides, actually. Some moderate left people, some moderate right people, but especially people on the right. And I don't want to target and single out people necessarily, but sorry, I'm going to do that. If you have a problem with that, uh, okay, I understand, I guess. Um, whatever, you know, leave me alone. I don't care. Um, the people who have been saying, like, it won't be that bad. I'm really tired of hearing, especially white people, tell, you know, black people, people of color, minorities, um, people with different identities, sexual identities, the LGBTQ plus community, whatever, um, that everything will be okay and that we should all just get along. That kumbaya toward sort of spiel, that sort of vernacular that people use. And you get what I'm alluding to. Those aren't the worst people in the world. I have hope for those people. I'm not saying that these are bad, bad people. I know a lot of them. But I'm really tired of hearing it. And if there was one thing I could ask those people to do this week, please, and, and for and for the next couple weeks, because this isn't going to end immediately, um, you know, please do not, do not start sharing that sentiment right now because you are you haven't been paying attention to what we've been trying to warn about for so long clearly that you think that this country is great and that it's always been great yeah well it's always been great for you and while i do believe in some of what the country could be and i will never stop ever ever believing in people um this was tough it was tough and i don't want to hear those people type of a telling me to calm down and that this was you know just another thing and that we have to mold together it's like well uh last time i checked there were more people arrested at you know maybe breaching the line at costco for black friday the past 10 years than literally storming the capitol building so yeah that's all i really have to say there i know it was a little bit of a jumbled mess but i didn't want to ignore it i didn't want to ignore it totally um i'm glad i waited a couple days because if I had done this on Wednesday, if I had immediately talked about this, I would have been a lot worse and harsher. Uh, like I said, full of rage and very evil thoughts that I think I've dispelled from my mind. Like I said, I'm, I'm not perfect. I have my own dark moments when I start thinking terrible things that I want to happen. Um, but I'm good now, and I'm, I'm back to normal on that. But uh, this country is certainly not good right now. So for everybody listening, my only other request is... It, it, and the type of people that I don't necessarily think will ever listen, they won't listen to anything I say. They they will view this and they'll shout MAGA at me and others and they'll say, hey, you know, get, get out. If you don't like it, get out. All right. I kind of slowly have given up on those people in a lot of ways, uh, almost entirely. Um, but for the other people, I'm just hoping, just please and try and listen. That's it. Just please and try to uh, listen what people have been saying for more than just for these past four years but many years before that and it's only been exacerbated by the last four years so yeah without further ado guys that long thing out of the way 
That is it. Won't be talking about this again. Uh, maybe I will on my Twitter, but you can follow me on my Twitter there if you want to. You know what you're getting into. Uh, let's talk some Chargers because today, guys, if you know, today is the beginning of Wild Card Weekend. You know, really interesting stuff. So I thought that it was really appropriate to have David on the podcast. And uh, stay tuned for the end of the podcast also to talk about what's uh, what's coming up um, tomorrow and then the rest of the week. So here we go. All right, everybody, as promised, as prophesized, I am being joined by, you know, a few weeks ago, I had Mr. Daniel Wade on of Lockdown Chargers. And then a nice, friendly fellow reminded me of a fact I have to take blame. I have to take blame for this. That Mr. David Drogmeyer, the other host of Lockdown Chargers, I didn't have him on. So I was like, oh, shout out to this random Twitter fellow. So then we made plans immediately. And here he is, Mr. David Drogmeyer, the other host of Locked On Chargers, but not any worse, of course. He is awesome. Uh, sir, how are you doing? Doing really well, man. Thanks for uh, getting me on the show. I really appreciate it. I mean, for everybody who knows me, I mean, everyone on Locked On Chargers, all, all of our listeners, at least the ones that regularly listen know that we are San Diego guys. We're all from San Diego. Mm-hmm. We are Padre fans. We don't uh, we don't really allow that to get in the way of us covering the Los Angeles Chargers, but we are <laughs> all San Diego Padre fans at heart. Absolutely, man. And it, it's funny because, you know, I am not Mr. San Diego. I am not from San Diego. I am from the good old dirty New Jersey. Let me tell you, uh, I hate myself for even saying that. Uh, David, Here's the thing. We're recording this on a Thursday night. Um, I'm going to put this up on Saturday uh, when this comes out. You know, we'll be basically in the thick of it'll be starting wildcard weekend. We were originally going to record this, I think, on like Monday because the Chargers season. They're officially out. I don't know if people heard. They uh, weren't a great football team this year. We did have my husband do really well uh, and Justin Herbert. But, you know, they're done. First of all, let me just kind of and I talked about this with with Daniel Wade, too, but. What was your kind of feeling just covering the Chargers this season? Because I know that must have been really interesting. And just kind of, you know, what it was like. What was it like with the team? You know, if you could, if you want to summarize it quickly, that's fine too if you want. If it's just like coaching bad, Herbert good, that's fine with me. But uh, just kind of give your thoughts on kind of the Chargers season this year. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely not as simple as that. I mean, I think we, we've seen a, a carousel of different things. And honestly, you know, this has been an interesting year to cover the Chargers. They started out on hard knocks where you get a, a real in-depth look on the coaches and some of the players and, you know, some of the more intimate, you know, type of details when, it, mm-hmm. when we're talking about training camp and the those type of things. I mean, normally, you know, as a fan, even as an analyst like myself, we don't get that kind of insight or that, that kind of information. So to get that to start off the year, that was exciting. And it was also good, great for content, but you got a, a better of an understanding of who Anthony Lynn was, who Tom Telesco was, some of the big faces, even some of the, you know, the, the darlings on the practice squad, like Darius Bradwell, who never really sniffed the field at all. But this year, man, a lot of coaching problems. I mean, and it's really just time management issues, which, you know, really time management and, you know, just some questionable decisions and really just an inability to make adjustments and to keep leads. I mean, this team had four yeah. leads or points <laughs> or more, and they found a way to lose those games. If they win those games, you're talking about a a playoff team right now. You're talking about a Chargers team that's in the playoffs and playing tomorrow or, or today, you know, so it just, it's frustrating. This team has a lot of talent really at the skill positions, but they never really had enough talent on the interior, the core of the team. I like to call it your offensive line, your defensive line, and that deficiency showed up 
in a year where there's so many distractions and so many things COVID and all the things getting in the way. But at the end of the day, you know, talent is going to win out. And unfortunately, the Chargers did not have enough talent at those core positions needed to be able to overcome the Chargers coaching lapses or mishaps, if you will. And that's why you see a team that ends the season at seven and nine and sitting on the couch preparing for next year. You know, th- there's so much to unpack there because, you know, people who listen to my podcast, they've, I've mentioned, you know, I am a longtime Chargers fan. The Padres, I kind of sort of just got into. I have my Yankees roots, blah, blah, blah. Hate me in the comments, whatever. But the Chargers, it's very, this isn't as much of an anomaly as I think people, this season in particular. Like, they're one of those, I would argue you could put them in the meme tier of of not because they have been they've certainly as a Chargers fan it's disappointment it has never this has never been Cleveland Browns this has never been New York Jets right but it's definitely a meme type of team along with someone like the Falcons someone like the uh, the Atlanta Braves you know these teams where there's a narrative that's being constructed about them over the course of the past I don't know I would argue ever since basically Dorf Turner um that the Dorf Turner era kind of begins where it's a team that has always had some awesome talent you know, yep. and they always manage to. I mean, I don't know if you and I bring this up a lot with the Chargers. I don't know if you um saw that SB Nation video that they did. Ooh, might have been earlier this year actually about the 2010 Chargers. I believe it could have been 2012 Chargers. I forgot where they talked about that team. Literally, their rankings for the end of the year they were number one in offense, yeah, number one in defense, number yeah, one in the turnover to turnover ratio. And they didn't make the playoffs. And it's you when you look at it and they capture just the the sheer it's insane. And that and that year yeah. was special teams. And guess what? As to bring the thing full circle, special teams was also a problem this year. I think the funny thing, and we're also recording this, obviously, Anthony Lynn has been fired. Yeah. And for me, I was one of those guys who defended Anthony Lynn. I thought I've watched the charges for a long time, guys. Uh, this is I've seen this before. This is not exclusive to him. However, it does, I believe personally. When that Patriots game happened, I thought that that was just like, I think that was it. That was it for me. I was like, I can't really defend this guy. I really like the dude. I hope he does well. Maybe he's not a head coach. Maybe he's a quarterback's coach. Maybe he's a, a running coach, a running back's coach. Maybe he's a defensive quarter. I don't know. But clearly he was just not suited for the job. And it's really sad. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on just a second, everybody. I'm sorry. I got, I got some really important news. Some important, not news, but important things I got to run by. All right. Are you ready? Just, you know that football's happening. I mean, today's literally wild card weekend. You know that college football bowl season. We've got the final bowls, I think, coming up. There's some iron bowl. I assume that's left. The Rose Bowl, I think, is left. And the national title game, of course. And like I said, you've got the playoff games. And you've got NBA that's been back into action. Please, oh, please, Dylan Brooks and Josh Richardson, step up for me. Oh, my God, I needed you in fantasy. But anyway, there's only one place that we trust when it comes to your betting and waging and uh, gambling needs, right? That is betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code Locked On for your 50% welcome bonus. Like I said, there's plenty of games going on right now. But here's the bottom line, guys. I don't know too much about gambling and stuff, but I imagine you people who do, you probably lot know a lot more than me. So uh, definitely be sure to check that out. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code locked on to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. And 
And moving on to one of my favorite things to talk about. I've said this many, many times, guys. But it's been a while, actually. Been a while since I've talked about them. That is rockauto.com. Vroom, 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 vroom. You, you need, when it comes to your car needs, it's been a while since I've done that. When it comes to your car sort of needs, guys, rockauto.com is really just the, the best place to go, right? It's a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. You can go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. And the best, almost one of the best parts, right, guys, it's that they just have such a great and remarkably easy-to-use catalog, right? You can see everything for your vehicle and whatnot, but even better than that, even better than that, I messed up. I jumped the gun a little bit there. The best part about rockauto.com, the prices are always reliable, though, and they're the same for professionals and do yourselfers why spend up to twice as much for the same parts it doesn't make any sense so go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com but uh in a lot of ways though, there was still and i talked about this with danny wade there's another star at san diego you know, there's another star uh, that's been brewed through the fire and flames, I guess I would say, quite literally in some cases, uh, with that offensive line help. And that's Justin Herbert. Um, we talked about how the great thing about San Diego sports right now, what's, what's hilarious, or LA, you get what I'm saying, whatever. I, sure. I still associate with them, but you get what I mean. I, I refuse to accept it. <laughs> you know, I refuse to accept it, I guess. Um, Justin Herbert and Fernando Tatis Jr. are the two superstars of this team. And it's funny how different they are, like completely. Justin Herbert yeah. is this, I mean, in Hard Knocks, which I only watched a little bit of, very kind of quiet, more introverted dude. And then Fernando Tatis, it's like, is he too cool? Like, he's one of those guys where you'd be worried. You'd just be like, I think this guy's too cool for me. I, I just, I can't yeah. relate almost They're at definitely- all. The only thing I do is you can appreciate him. They're what is kind of opposite. that part of it been, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that part of it's been exciting. I mean, mm-hmm. we all, I mean, in the beginning of this season, nobody knew that Justin Herbert was this, you know, Bugatti uh, with a, uh, you know, a Volkswagen bug on the outside. You know, nobody mm-hmm. knew what this guy was capable of doing. We all suspected that he was going to sit under Tyrod Taylor and he was going to season and and learn under a running or uh, excuse me, a running quarterback or a quarterback that has a similar type of game that Justin Herbert does minus the big arm, obviously. But then obviously tragedy struck with that unfortunate um, injury to Tyra Taylor when he took the, the the injection shot too deep and it punctured his lung. Yeah, yeah, just ob- absolutely terrible for him. I mean, you can't really feel worse for the guy because this happened the last time he got an opportunity to be a yeah, starting quarterback. Yeah, he had the concussion too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, she's in, in Cleveland, and then here comes Baker Mayfield, and then there goes his opportunity. And then this has got to just have a extremely sick sense of deja vu here with getting mm-hmm. injured and then Justin Herbert getting told literally minutes before he's going to go out there against the world champion Kansas City Chiefs <laughs> and absolutely lights it up. And I mean, really comes within one bad decision of beating the Chiefs on that day. And, you know, after that, you're like, oh, wow, this guy, this guy has got some skills. I mean, mm-hmm. we knew that he had all the physical talent in the world. The guy's 6'6", 240, can run, has a rocket arm. We just didn't know about the processing. We didn't know about the decision-making. But 
he quickly answered those questions. And when he did make mistakes, he got over those mistakes. He worked on those mistakes and he got better. And that's exactly what I see in Fernando Tatis Jr. too. I mean, we all saw the mm-hmm. electricity with his bat and, and the swagger on 11,000, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we love the way this guy carries himself. But one of the things that was a knock on Fernando was his the routine plays were a big yeah. problem for him. You know, mm-hmm. he'd make mm-hmm. these spectacular diving, you know, stops and make the crazy plays, but the routine plays were a, a problem. But after his rookie year, he gets hurt, comes back. He works extremely hard on those routine plays, comes back his second year and is in the running for an MVP award because mm-hmm. he worked on his complete game. That's mm-hmm. what Justin Herbert also did. We, he saw those deficiencies and those things he needed to work on in the offseason when he got you know drafted by the Chargers, and he made those adjustments, and he also made those adjustments throughout the year, and you saw some crazy historic results. Absolutely. And you bring up the that that point. It's funny because oh, – what was I going to say? <laughs> I forgot. This was, I hate when this happens sometimes. But – What's what's crazy is like what you mentioned with Tatis and the the electricity. It's like I mean, if you compare personalities, like yeah, he's definitely a lot more like out there and, and definitely a lot more, uh, um, you know, electric in that sense. But that's Polarized. a good point where, you know, what's funny is you go back to the thing about decision making and unlike in baseball. Now I remembered my point. In baseball, it's a little bit hard to remember sometimes what the like what the hype was, whether there were a lot of dads for minor league players, because there's so many and it's not that, yeah, you have your Bryce Harper's, right? You have those guys, you have your Chris Bryant's that receive so much regular coverage. But for the most part in baseball, it's like the only people who know about Fernando Tatis Jr. Before he debuts are baseball fans, Padres fans, or the prospect people. Right. But for football, everyone kind of knows who Justin Herbert is. And I don't know if you read like, and and that's why I don't want to bleed a grab because I don't want to like, you know, both of these guys are people who prove doubters wrong in a lot of ways. And sure. Tatis, he's oh, holding yeah. his his all MLB first team thing and saying, "Oh, he said he was an outfield and that the whole fun thing." With Justin Herbert, I mean, it was truly, I think, fair. I would actually say fair. A lot of the critiques of that draft pick, a lot of critiques of all the red flags. I mean, so I actually think it's a little bit. You know, I don't blame a lot of those people. I think we need to take it easy on some of the people who are wrong because I read like articles from. Uh, Stephen Reeves from USA Today, like writing him and really like breaking down all the film where it's like, guys, his completion percentage down the field was bad. Everything that he did in college has not really shown up again in the in the in the pros. And that's what's so funny about both of these guys is one of those guys obviously just completely carried the Padres of the sport at this case. And then the other one just really unprecedented in a lot of ways, just for him to come into the league. He makes all these better decisions and also, just I mean, the first moment for me with Herbert, where I was like, I, I, I might have to bury this guy, was what he ran into a linebacker, and the yeah. linebacker went down. I believe this is the Chiefs game. I it was just is. like, Yeah, what did I just see? <laughs> like, yeah. I have no idea what Honestly, happened. And from then on, the legend was born. Interestingly enough, there's actually some sound from uh, some sound bites with Austin Eckler after that play and he's like dude you cuckooed that guy man (laughs) like as in like he pretty much knocked him out i mean that defender was on the ground and he was not moving so i mean one thing to remember is justin herbert is not a small man and the one thing that he he had to fix a little early on in his career was that he would go in and look for that contact and initiate that contact and we're like hey whoa now kid 
we don't need you getting hurt and then having to you know go back to, mm-hmm. to Tyrod Taylor. The clear difference is the the quality of the offense and the difference in stretching the field and getting that ball down the field and getting into the end zone. It was a much more exciting, much more efficient offense with Justin Herbert under center. We just needed to remind him, hey, kid, don't get hurt. And cut, everybody. That about does it for today's part one of my discussion. Just part one. Don't worry. Just part one of my discussion with David Jagermeyer of Locked on Charters. I'm going to link in the description below all this stuff and uh, kind of where you can listen to the podcast on the Twitters and all that stuff, as I always do, as I always do. But before we get into kind of the future of the show, guys, first, I want to talk to you. You know, 2020 is mercifully over. Thankfully, I know 2021 has not gotten off to a big start, as I talked about extensively at the beginning of the podcast, but it's still time for a fresh start and a few more wins. If you're betting this year and want more wins, listen to Locked On Bets with your boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. They're picking college basketball, football, and NBA locks all winter long, and seriously, this part is not part of the thing that I'm necessarily required to say. They've been on fire. I've seen them. I've been paying attention. Those guys are really, they've just been good. I imagine at some point they might have a wrong pick, but they've been amazing so far those guys know what they're talking about so be sure guys to subscribe to locked on bets wherever you get your podcast and when it comes to this podcast guys you can expect part two of this to go on sunday uh as in sunday the 10th january 10th uh the day after today when you're hearing this hopefully uh part two of our discussion then next week oh my gosh guys i am i have it's a good problem to have, but I have so much uh, content in the bank right now. So much stuff to share with you guys. I'm talking with Millard Thomas of Locked On Diamondbacks. I still have my chat with Stacey Gatsoulias of Locked On Yankees about the Yan- uh, CC Sabathia documentary, which is a great discussion. Uh, that'll be coming up soon. I've got part three of my podcast with Gabrielle, which is going to come out next week because it's been too long uh, since I released part three of our discussion there. So I figured, let me do this before it's uh, outgrown its expiration date, I guess. But thankfully, don't worry, guys. It's uh, it's about like us talking about the Universal D and stuff so the conversation is still uh ever agreed so look forward to that and i'm gonna be talking to a bunch of other people a bunch of other people some people who have some history and have done some interesting comments and content when it comes to uh the great padres of the past one ken caminetti comes to mind yeah that's all i'm gonna that's all i'm gonna do that's the only tease i'm giving you guys that's all you're gonna know about for now but believe me guys plenty of content down the line so with that all being said, that about does it for today's edition of the Lockdown Padres podcast, the only pod that may be better than the Padres themselves. Remember to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts from, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Himalaya, wherever, wherever, it doesn't matter, just, just search it all up and you'll find it. Uh, and if you're while you're at it, uh, go send me some five-star reviews on the Apple Podcast app. I actually got my rating to go up recently, which I really appreciate. Shout out to all the homies that have been listening. Give me five stars. I really appreciate it. It helps boost my ego just a little bit so I can keep doing this. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but no, seriously, uh, do that if you'd like. Uh, remember to follow the show uh, on Twitter at LO underscore Padres or my personal account, which is at Javapeno, J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O. And until next time. Stay safe and, of course, stay faithful. My Friar Faithful homies, take care.